all I ask is that you go out there, you share your message, your positive message, you help somebody else, you pass on the knowledge that you were meant to pass on, that you were placed on this earth to pass on. If I can help you do that, let me do that. That is what I want to do. That is what I find joy in doing. And one more time, the highest human impact is to inspire. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey, guys, welcome back. It's Nikayla here with another solo episode of Side Hustle Pro. This is actually Entrepreneur Diaries time. Entrepreneur Diaries is where I sit down and I share how it's going for me. I'm a little over one year into this entrepreneur thing, and I want to take you guys along for the journey. One thing I've decided, though, is I have decided to spread these episodes out to every three months, a.k.a. once a quarter, Entrepreneur Diaries episodes I'm talking about, rather than monthly because I feel that it just, it allows me to have more to report on (laughs) rather than trying to come up with these big recaps at the end of the month. But that said, let me know if you feel like, girl, stop hiding from us. You better check in monthly and I will see what I could do. So reply to my post, my post on Instagram about this episode. Let me know if every three months is cool or if you want some kind of monthly check in. All right. Let me know what you want to hear from me too. So now, let's get into it. First quarter 2019 is done. We made it. Spring is coming. Listen, well, spring is here, but I'm talking about the weather spring. You know, it's finally coming. And it felt like January lasted for five whole years. I don't know about you, but January was long as hell. (laughs) But February and March really flew by for me. So, and this is probably why. So... In February, that was my birthday month. I am born on Leap Day. Yes, February 29th, for those who don't know. So my birthday is a big deal for me because it only comes really every four years. But I always celebrate every year and I really have to make it special because, you know, back in the day, people, including my family, used to tease me, act like I don't have a birthday. So birthdays are a big deal for me. And um, this year... I planned my first my first real girls trip that I planned by myself to Jamaica, my home. I was so, so happy taking a trip there with my girls. And I was a little nervous at first to plan it because I always hate asking people to do anything that costs money. It just it's not that, you know, people can't afford it, but it just still how people spend their money is a really personal thing. And I I just always kind of get a little nervous asking people, even though these are my friends, but still asking people to spend their hard-earned money just to celebrate little old me, just for fun, you know, just for leisure. I was a little bit at first like, ah, I don't know if I want to do this. But at the end of the day, it was a milestone. I was turning 35. And I also had made a vow last year to... God willing, spend my birthdays in a warm location from here on out. So I wanted to make good on that promise to myself and I wanted to cherish this milestone because I've really reached a good sweet spot where 
I'm proud of my age. I'm proud of what I've accomplished in my years. And I I also recognize what a blessing it is to turn every age that we turn, you know, like getting older is a blessing. I'll touch on that a little bit later in the episode, but not everyone gets to see these years. So if you find yourself complaining, saying stuff like, oh, I'm getting old, like check yourself for real. This is a blessing to get older. So um, I wanted to cherish that. And that's what I did. So let me tell you guys a little bit about it because, you know, this is what happened in the last quarter. So it it really helped to kick off, truly make me feel like, okay, my new year is off to a good start. So me and three of my best girls, we flew out to Montego Bay and we flew ourselves out, didn't get flewed out, but we flew ourselves out and we had the best time. So many laughs. My best friend, Lisa, it was actually her first time in Jamaica. So it was nice to see her experience it. It just warmed my heart to see someone else fall in love with my country. I mean, she grew up in New York, so she's always loved the food and the vibes like she could dance. But being on the island is just next level. So I loved, you know, we took her on a little dollar bus, dollar van. <laughs> it was it was really fun. Um, had some good jerk and all of that good stuff. And they also surprised me with a photo shoot for my birthday, a makeover and a photo shoot, which was a lot of fun as well. I posted some of those pictures on Instagram. So go ahead and check them out. I'll be posting more as well. So for all of you who are looking for your next girl's trip, something to do for your birthday, if um, it works for your budget, definitely check out Jamaica. And then after Montego Bay, I went to visit my family in Kingston and Moyo joined me and we had some great family time for a few days. So had a little bit of the Mabay um, resort time, had a little bit of the family time. And overall, I am completely filled to the brim. So that was my Q1 on the personal side, like one of the highlights on the personal side. Now, let me tell you what has been going on on the professional side. So first things first, what went well I'm going to start with like the smallest to what I consider the biggest. So, I mean, it's not small, but just in terms of uh, how much time I'm going to spend touching on it. So what's been going well is me exercising, y'all. So your girl is back in her groove, working out four to five times a week. Most importantly, I found an exercise I really love. And that's just made me look forward to it. It's called Solid Core. It is pricey. It is on the pricey side. I try to get like the 10, um, 10 class packages and spread it out <laughs> for as long as possible. But when you find something that works for your body and you are finally seeing those cuts again, like you're willing to make some sacrifices in other areas of your life, you know, look out for those class pass specials, all that good stuff. So that was one of the things that kickstarted it for me. And then also just finding other things I like to do. Now, if I could just master the nutrition piece of the fitness plan, <laughs> my summer body would already be here but that is okay because I'm taking my time and building a fit body that lasts, not a fleeting or a fad diet body, all right? So I am very comfortable with where I am right now and I'm growing and also the positive self-talk is on a high. So that I'm really proud of myself for too because Part of this whole process was shifting back into loving my body, loving myself and encouraging myself and speaking positivity over myself. Because if you don't do that, it's just it's not going to work, guys. So I'm really proud of that. What else has been going well? Um, 
I have some website revamps underway. It kicked off in Q1. It will be wrapping up in this quarter, this month, actually. Um, We've made great progress, and I can't wait to show you guys what's been going on. So stay tuned for that. You know, I'll definitely announce it on my email list, on all my social media channels, so you can see what is new over at Side Hustle Pro. What else has gone well is I have finally hired a new social media and content manager. Now, if you <laughs> if you listen to my um, end of the year episode in 2018, you know that I was a little shook about hiring. Like I had um, some initial experiences that didn't go, didn't work out. And, you know, I know it's part of the process, part of the growing pains of starting your own business and now having to be in that CEO seat and start to build your team. But it was, you know, growing pains that was really uncomfortable for me, taking me out of my comfort zone. And it was also making me nervous. It was making me nervous to hire again because I was I was afraid of making a poor choice. I was afraid of it not working out for whatever reason. And obviously that is not going to help you make progress if you just kind of stay stagnant because you don't want to make a wrong decision, right? That's that's something that I always advise against. Like you got to take risks. You have got to be willing to have things not be that great when you first start. So I got over the mental barrier finally put out the application again. And this time I went through really official channels. So all of the job posting boards and didn't just post it, you know, to my Facebook group or to my network, really wanted to just hire through professional job boards. And so that's what I did. And um, before I did that, though, I really I, I had to trust myself again, trust myself, trust my judgment and know that I am capable of picking out great people. And then the second thing I did was remind myself that, listen, many things could go wrong, but also many things could go right. It's kind of like what Kendra Barnes talked about on her recent episode about, you know, how she was able to get over that kind of hump of of having tenants because a lot of people are scared, but then you remember like, hey, I'm a good tenant and in, in the same way, like, hey, I've I've been a great employee. I started out not knowing a lot about social media and then, you know, I grew into someone that really had a knack for it. So I am I have that belief that a lot of things could go right. So I'm not going to let the belief of, oh, what could go wrong, hold me back. So those are two things. Those are the first two things I had to do to get myself into that zone. And so then then I um, went ahead and set up a rigorous process through the job boards, consulted all those professional channels, and was able to get initial candidates, do pre-screens, pre-applications, then jump on the phone and interview. And it was a really smooth, positive process and went ahead and hired someone who I not only am excited to work with, but I'm also excited to learn from. I think that seeing someone doing some amazing things on social that I'm not yet doing. Um, You know, she can learn from me. I can learn from her. And so I'm really looking forward to that process. And again, staying in that positive mindset of all the things that could go right. So I hope this helps someone who's in that same frame of mind of hiring people. And you might be nervous. You might be thinking about all the things that could go wrong. I encourage you to really do those mindset practices so you can move your business forward because we got to do that and we got to get over that. All righty. Now, the next thing that went really well in Q1 is my podcast moguls program. So 
For those of you who don't know if this is your first podcast episode or maybe you haven't heard me talk about it, Podcast Moguls is my eight-week accelerator program. And in this program, I teach my proven and effective podcast and marketing strategies to emerging podcasters who want to make an impact, build their brand, and launch, market, and monetize their podcasts. So Within this program, it launched in January 2008. First, it was a soft launch. Then we went wide in mid-2018, and it's been growing ever since. Have some amazing, actually, all of the students are just amazing. And it just drives me so much to... It's almost like when you have those questions of, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? And then all of a sudden, you start serving people... And you see the results that those people get. It's like it just clicks for you. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is where I bring value. So here's what we've done in the short time that I've been working with my podcast mogul students. Just give you guys a little taste. I have seen, you know, one of my students grew from having zero Instagram followers to over 9,000 and then having 20 downloads to having her first 10,000 downloads. Shout out to Glow Up Podcast and those results. Um, Moyle also launched his Game of Grow podcast and went through the Podcast Moguls Accelerator, hit his first 10,000 in under six weeks. That's his first 10,000 downloads. I've also seen my students get their first 20,000 downloads, okay? Shout out to Felicia of Trill MBA. I've also seen my students 4X their downloads. That's 4X their downloads in the first eight weeks in the program. Shout out to Ashley of Stacks in the City. So these are just some of the results that the Podcast Moguls Accelerator has driven. And why I say this has gone really well is because... When you launch something, when you're starting it out, and it's the reason why I had kind of a soft launch at first, you're so focused on results that sometimes you forget to pick your head up and promote yourself, tell people about things. Because when you're a coach and you have students, all you care about is their results. And so I'm sharing these because sometimes people need to be reminded of what is possible. And I, I see that over and over again, because whenever I share some of these results on social media, I get DMs like, oh, man, this is so cool. I, I want you to share. I, you know, I love hearing about what's who's actually taking podcast moguls and and what's going on within podcast moguls. So Say no more, y'all. Say no more. So the people who join Podcast Moguls, it's a mixture of both newbie podcasters and podcasters who have already launched and are have kind of just hit a plateau or they're not seeing the downloads and the growth that they want to see. So one of those people, for example, was Shirley of the She's Got Drive podcast. She'd been going along for over a year doing her podcast, had about 23,000 in that year. Within the three months that she truly started implementing the strategies taught in Podcast Moguls, she went from 23,000 to 46,000 downloads. Okay, that's almost she almost doubled her downloads just in the three months in podcast moguls when she really started implementing the strategies that I teach. And it's not just about downloads. So I've had students host their very first event, get their very first sponsor. Shout out to Erica of Sisters in Loss. I've had students get flown out to speak internationally. Okay, so my students are getting flewed out. I didn't get flewed out yet, but my students got flewed out to speak internationally at a conference in their field. Shout out to Fritz of Coin Gamma. 
And okay, I'm lying. I did get flewed out um, to the Barbados, Barbados for the Caribbean Startup Summit. I'm doing that again this year with Moyo. However, it is nice to transfer my blueprint of what I was doing to get those kind of opportunities to my students and to see them hit those same kind of results and get those same kind of opportunities. Because quick, you know, fun fact about Coin Gamma and Fritz of the of the Coin Gamma podcast. At first, he really wasn't into putting himself out there, putting his face on the podcast, none of that. He's just, he likes getting that information out to people. He wanted to be of value. And that's what most of my students want, right? You have this message that you want to share with the world, this information. You may not want to, you know, do all the personal branding work. But once you get into the program and I explain to you what getting to know your audience and what helping your audience get to know you can do. People's perspective shifts. They find a comfort zone where it works for them to slowly and gradually push themselves, push themselves to a level where they start getting opportunities without doing anything that, you know, makes them feel completely out of control, out of their zone. So I was very proud to see that these opportunities happen for people at every level of downloads every level of social media following, all right? And I've also had students launch in the new and noteworthy category on Apple, you know, first few weeks out. Shout out to the Brand Bay podcast in new and noteworthy and marketing, okay? People are landing in the top 100 in their categories. Shout out to Nashe Snow of the Studio 78 podcast. Most recently, I take screenshots. And, and if you join Podcast Moguls, you will see all these screenshots of, of the moguls in the charts. So there have been so many awesome, awesome results. Um, people being interviewed in, in newspapers, magazines, all of that. And so that is going really well. And I'm taking it up a notch in Q2. I'm continuing. I take a look at the content. And as I learn new things, I'm always working to upgrade it. So Q2 adding even more impactful blueprints within the program. And what I'm really most proud of is the impact that these shows are having. So when I look at something like the Research Her podcast, for example, this podcast it's giving people content and information that they need to hear from a lens that they've been dying to hear. So this is a sister, the host of this podcast. She is on the PhD track, truly a researcher, and she is going behind the scenes of the health and science, nutrition topics, all of that, that we hear about. And we see a lot of articles on the internet. And all of this is a lot of hearsay and opinion. And she's actually breaking it down. Her show notes consist of sources, y'all. So everything you hear in that podcast, you can know for sure that it is based in facts and research. So one of the most recent episodes I actually benefited from because I have completely switched to natural deodorant. Like I've gone through the ups and downs of using aluminum, antiperspirants and all that good stuff. And she recently had an episode all about that. And I was like, oh my God, this is me. This is what I wanted to understand. But she went into research-based information that helped me to better understand if the decisions I'm making are the right decisions or if I'm overreacting, if I'm paranoid, all of that good stuff. So shout out to Alicia of the Research Her podcast. I'll link to all of these, by the way, guys, in the show notes. And shout out to all of my podcast moguls. If I was to shout everybody 
out. We would literally be here for the rest of this episode, but I just wanted to give you guys a taste of what I have going on so you can stop telling me I'm secretive or I'm in hiding or what is going on. What is podcast moguls? What do you mean when you say you are a podcast coach? This is what I mean, you guys. This is what Nikayla is working on. This is her podcast coaching that she shares on Insta stories. This is what I mean. So any questions, just hit me up. Hi at SideHustlePro.co if you have any questions at all about podcast coaching. Hey guys, it's Nikayla here with a quick word from our sponsors. Special thanks to Grammarly for supporting this episode. Grammarly acts like a virtual copy editor. No matter how great of a writer you are, we all need that second set of eyes. So Grammarly is a writing assistant that helps us all be great. Story time. I remember when I first met Moyo, he was reading through my blog and I'd written that something piqued my interest. And I spelled it as P-E-A-K instead of P-I-Q-U-E embarrassing but hey it happens to the best of us that's why i personally am so glad i discovered grammarly grammarly has been a godsend because guess what i write a lot i write show notes ig captions newsletters emails you name it and nothing's worse than when you hit publish and then you catch the typo so do yourself a favor and check out Grammarly so you too can type with confidence. Go to Grammarly.com slash side hustle to get 20% off your Grammarly premium account today. That's Grammarly.com slash side hustle for 20% off your Grammarly premium account. So the last thing I want to say about this is I have really been affected by the death of Nipsey Hussle. And I I thought about whether I wanted to mention this or not. By the time this episode airs, it'll be like, you know, a week out, maybe two weeks out since his untimely, just tragic death. And I do not want to come off like I am exploiting this man because I've seen some people already try to do that for their own benefits. And I hate that. Like, let this man rest in peace and let his family grieve without you trying to use it as a plug or play for your business. But I digress. What I do want to say is that although I wasn't a huge fan of his music, his entrepreneurial moves caught my attention In recent months, I even shared his lessons on being a real estate mogul in a Side Hustle Corner newsletter in like January. And so I was shocked when I saw that headline, just devastated at the loss of this potential. You know, I mean, what a loss for our culture. So what I will say is I have been inspired by Nipsey's spirit and the moves he was making. And one of the quotes that have been attributed to him that really, really just hit home, you know, that I really took this as a personal mission now because his legacy will live on. Like his legacy will continue. So one of these quotes that really struck me was the highest human impact is to inspire. And when I think about podcast moguls and when I think about Side Hustle Pro, that is what I feel is my mission That is my calling right now. I feel I was called to do this work. I'm still being called. I'm still figuring it out. I feel like we'll never truly know everything until our time has come. But right now, although I don't know exactly where all of this is leading me, 
I just keep following my gut calling because I feel my purpose is connected to that intuition, that intuitive feeling, that gut feeling. All I can do is get quiet and pray and ask God to direct my steps and just try to listen. And so the highest human impact is to inspire. I hope to inspire people to do what it is they want to do on this earth. Like we, our time here is fixed. The day you were born, you know, your clock starts ticking. So my mission here is to inspire you to do what it is you want to do. If it's a podcast, I know how to do that. So let me share with you how to do that. You know, teach a man to fish. I will teach you everything. So you own it. I don't own those podcasts. I don't own any of my students' podcasts. It is theirs to go out there, to build their platforms, to monetize, to do what they want with. Because if I can leave that, if I can give that to somebody I can't even explain what that means to me. Like, I don't need any of any piece or ownership of you. All I ask is that you go out there, you share your message, your positive message. You help somebody else. You pass on the knowledge that you were meant to pass on, that you were placed on this earth to pass on. If I can help you do that, let me do that. That is what I want to do. That is what I find joy in doing. And one more time, the highest human impact is to inspire I'm here to leave my highest human impact. So this is so timely that I, I record this episode because just like a week ago or so, I saw a post on Facebook. You know how Facebook sends you those those memories? And it reminded me that I posted a year ago, on March 27, 2008. It came up that I posted this and I'm, I'm going to read it to you verbatim. This is what I wrote on Facebook, a little story. So I said, for years, I wrestled with the thought of what I should do with my communications degree. I always felt like I needed to validate myself to prove I was smart and capable of hard things. So imagine the crushing blows when companies would tell me I wasn't analytical enough. I felt like my brain didn't work properly. My sole goal was to prove to them that I could handle numbers. Well, after banging my head on the wall for years, finally in 2015, after a rejection that rocked me to my core, I just decided to be myself and embrace all the things I was interested in. Those things included writing, letting my creative juices flow, engaging with people on social media, and so much more. And when I did that, Side Hustle Pro was born. Still, I wasn't really sure where it was all leading me. Something in my gut just told me to keep going with it. Follow the path, see where it took me. And finally, once I was steady and able to, I quit my job and went full-time on Side Hustle Pro. But that's only the beginning of the story. Tonight, as I sit in my bed, exploring and researching all the bomb Black women who inspire me, it finally occurred to me, maybe my purpose in life is to show people that you can be a quirky, introverted, creative writer, always in her head little girl, and still grow up to make a dope living. Maybe God has put me here to show people that you can be an artist and still thrive and to not feel pressured to fit into those boxes that I desperately tried to fit into. So use me, Lord. Use me. 
What a time to get that message reflected back onto me. When I tell y'all, I had moments in Q1 where I questioned where I was going. Why? Because I'm on a non-traditional path. And some days I do wake up and I'm like, what the heck am I doing? What am I a podcaster for a living? Like, seriously, where is this going? What am I really going to do this for the next five years? Like, come on, girl, you got to figure out a concrete plan quick. I have moments where I feel that way. And it's like this post came smack me right dab in the face and just told me, you are on this path for a reason. You are being used. Keep going. So I end with that. I don't end the episode with that, but I end that the podcast moguls experience has truly taken me through a great deal of self-reflection that has helped me to be reminded that I have a purpose and I'm serving and fulfilling that purpose. So very excited about that. Now, I wouldn't be me if I would, I wouldn't take you guys behind the scenes and share what didn't go so well as well. This time I wanted to start out with what went well and flip it on y'all. So let's get into things that I'm continuing to work on. Learning lessons. So what didn't go so well? Well, I learned that I'm not really into the whole co-working thing. I know last year I was very excited. They opened up this new co-working space in D.C. And uh, I, I checked out an event and joined. And and then after that, they had some other cool events that I attended. But ultimately, throughout the year leading up to, you know, it's about to be my one-year anniversary, I just could not get into the groove with it. So it involves a commute. It's, it's not a terrible commute at all. It's actually a straight shot. However, it still requires planning. And what is tricky about it is I couldn't quite get my life to fit into it in a way that worked. For example, they have food rules. So you can't bring outside food. Therefore, you either have to plan around that, eat what they have in their own restaurant cafe, or, you know, go outside in the the surrounding area and find something to eat. And this actually impacted me a lot more than I thought. You know, a true co-working space that replaces that idea of having an office would have a damn refrigerator (laughs) for people like me who always used to bring their lunch. And that helped me actually stay very healthy, um, very on top of my nutrition. It just was throwing me for a loop. I couldn't be flexible enough. Like I either would have to plan to go there after my lunch if I didn't feel like buying lunch and dinner that day or, you know, try to bring a lunch that didn't wasn't, you know, I mean, I'm sure you could bring sandwiches and stuff, but I don't really eat sandwiches like that. So anyway, needless to say, that part did not fit into my routine in a great way. And I didn't love the restaurants that were around there just wasn't, again, fitting the nutritional needs that I wanted to have. And then um, the phone calls. So I actually have a lot of phone calls during my days. They have these phone booths and areas where you can take a phone call, but they weren't actually soundproof. I would hear other people on their phone calls and I'm like, no, my my phone calls need to be private. (laughs) I'm talking about people's business. Sometimes I'm talking to prospective sponsors. I'm talking money. I'm talking numbers. So I would find myself trying to go into the co-working space after my calls for the day, which again, there was no set schedule because based on when 
people were available. Like I could have calls in the late afternoon. I could have calls in the morning. So that also wasn't working for me. And of course, I also record the podcast on Monday, Tuesdays. So I was then trying to make Wednesdays to Friday my office days. But for those reasons, since I had to move calls to Wednesdays and Thursdays, getting into a routine was too much. So you know what I decided? I decided that actually just working from a coffee shop or uh, a library or for me, I have um, this hotel lobby that I love in D.C. I'm not going to tell y'all where, but that really it has great Wi-Fi. It's quiet. The seats are nice and no one bothers you, even if, you know, you're, you're not staying at that hotel. So I find that when I'm ready to get away and have office space, just being able to pick up and go to those places is a much better fit for me than paying every month for a co-working space that I am not utilizing. And that just really doesn't work for me. It just really doesn't work for um, my my diet, my lifestyle, none of that. So you live and you learn, right? This is all a part of the process of becoming an entrepreneur and learning what works for you. What else didn't go well? So speaking of routines, my morning routine got uh, thrown off a bit after I traveled. You know, life happens. And I traveled, after I traveled for Jamaica, I had um, my stomach, I had a little bit of a a little bug. And then, um, I I won't even call it a bug, but my stomach was just not um, acting right. And so then that threw off my waking up schedule and all of that. So getting back into my morning routine is my focus for April. And making sure that that sets the tone for a really productive day. So that starts from the night before. That starts from setting my attention for the next day from the night before, um, putting out things that I need for the day, packing my bag, packing my gym clothes, or putting my gym clothes out on my dresser, um, all of that. So that I've been um, getting into the zone with, but just letting y'all know that by the end of Q1, it was wonky. It was all over the place. Um, Another thing, that didn't go quite as I wanted it to in Q1 was my relaunch of Master the Gram 2.0. So if you have been following me for a while, you know that I have a Master the Gram course, which teaches you how to leverage Instagram to grow your audience, grow your customer base. And I wanted to relaunch it in Q1 because so much has changed since I first launched Master the Gram. And Instagram was so critical to to growing my listenership and thereby growing my business that I want to make sure everyone else has this information, has these tools. So Q1, it didn't happen. I moved it to Q2 and that's okay. That's why I set up my goal getter action plan, which is my strategic um, method to slay my goals. I set this up in a way that I can be flexible and and I can identify things that are not actually going to work in the time frame that I originally set them up to work in while still holding myself accountable. I don't I don't just, you know, keep moving things to another quarter, but I have to also be realistic with myself and allow myself that grace and flexibility to, you know, swap out things and identify, okay, here's when I'm going to actually do it. No more moving. This is what's happening. So, in Q2, I am focusing on that I will be upgrading Master the Gram to address everything that has changed since Master the Gram 1.0 and making sure people know how to use IG effectively to get customers, listeners, subscribers, whatever it is you need. So watch out for that. 
And I'll also be taking podcast moguls to that next level of awareness, continuing to share and advertise and market and let people know about this accelerator, especially as podcasting continues to grow and the landscape is changing in a good way. The opportunity is right, but I want people to be able to take advantage of it. So I will be raising awareness of that and continuing to share what's happening inside of the program, how my students are doing, and even and having even more impactful and educational masterclasses because even the masterclass itself that I host is been so beneficial to people. I've gotten messages about how people have used what they've learned in the masterclass to launch, even if they didn't end up, you know, being accepted into joining podcast moguls, they still were able to take what they learned in the masterclass and run. So love that. And I will continue to host those masterclasses. So if you want to learn more, go to sidehouseapproco slash live class to stay in the loop about when I host the next masterclass. Now, the next thing I am focusing on for Q2 is upgrading how I approach advertising and sponsorships. Yes, 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 yes. Your girl is upgrading her overall business approach when it comes to sponsors. This is a big one for me because here's what I've learned with um, having sponsors and advertising on my show thus far. When it comes to advertising, you have to, number one, th the reason that I've been successful with advertising is because you have to pair what you know about your audience with the brands and services that make sense for your audience. So the number one thing you have to do is to be thinking about your audience, not be thinking about you, not be thinking about your dollars, your your, your bank account, how much money you want. All of that stuff doesn't make sense. Um, there are a lot of shows who cram advertisers into their podcasts and podcast and, and Styles of Pro has never been about that. Styles of Pro has been about identifying brands that I actually use or I actually think are helpful and sharing it with my audience. So that's number one. That said, when you're starting out, when I was starting out, it can sometimes feel like you don't know much. So you're trying to play it cool. You're trying to learn and you end up letting the sponsors drive the conversation a bit more. And that's okay because you're learning and do not be ashamed of where you've started from and the fact that you need to learn. You, you can only learn and then adjust and grow, okay? So in Q1 though of 2019, I had the epiphany that it was time to take greater control and ownership of the process. So I was listening to some other podcasters and also really learning that for some other people, depending on where they are in the process, they have more ownership of this whole process of, of getting sponsors. They um, have different terms. They are able to demand different things. And some of that is, you know, because they're at a higher level of, of downloads and have a bigger audience. And that's cool. But what it taught me was if I'm willing to take greater control over time, that the results that I will achieve and the ownership that I have in my business will be at a level that brings me greater peace. What do I mean by greater peace? So if you are working with someone else's terms, 
then you often can't control when the payment comes to you and that impacts your cash flow. If you can't trust and depend that you will have X amount of dollars in your bank account by X date, that completely throws your life for a loop. So I realize I can't have that anymore. That absolutely does not work for me. <laughs> so Nikayla is shifting gears. And one of the most recent things that, you know, really drove it home for me was, um, and and forgive me if I'm um, messing up any part of this story, because right now I'm not going to go back and watch the video. But I was watching a video, um, it came across on Instagram. It was of LeBron James, and he was talking to his business partner about their process when they were going from either either they had a contract with McDonald's or they were being approached and finalizing and considering the contract with McDonald's, right? And then his business partner told him, you know, they went to eat at Blaze Pizza and they love the pizza and they start talking about the fact that if they owned a franchise of Blaze, the long-term prospect of ownership would be worth more than the lifetime of that McDonald's contract. It was more risky, of course. There was no guarantee it would work out. Like McDonald's is an established brand, so you're taking a risk. However, it would be worth it in the end to just to have that control and that ownership of your future, your livelihood, and your lifestyle. So that is the direction I'm moving into in my business. It will be a gradual process, but your girl is ramping up drafting and using my own attorney written contracts, okay, setting the terms. And it may mean that you hear less big brands on Side Hustle Pro for a while, but in the long term, I will have terms that work for me and my business while also continuing to bring you guys valuable people, valuable brands, introducing you to people I can put my name behind. So I am very excited to be doing that. And in the long term, like I said, I'm doing what will work for me and for my business. And that, my friends, is priceless. So I also teach this in Podcast Moguls, by the way. My students get all of my pitch decks and all my, you know, sponsorship pitch letters so you can see what it is like to broker these deals, work with these brands, and, you know, not be shaking in your boots to have these conversations. So if you want to learn more, enrollment is about to open up. So register to be notified at sidehustlepro.co slash live class. All righty. Now, before we go, I want to thank you guys for supporting me, supporting Styles of Pro, listening, sharing this show. The downloads have been really ramping up. I really, you know, I'm excited for where we're going. I am excited to see some of you this uh, summer. I'll be speaking at Summit 21 um, in June in Atlanta. I'll also be speaking at the Woman Evolve Conference in Colorado in July. So watch out for those. I'll post the links. I hope to connect with some of you guys there. And in the meantime, if your Q1 didn't go exactly as you expected and you want to tighten up for Q2 2019, Q3, Q4, then please check out the Goal Getter Action Plan. I promise you it will get you all the way together. Sidehustlepro.co slash goal 
getter, okay? Also linked in the show notes. And you guys, the show notes are available at sidehustlepro.co, sidehustlepro.co, however you say it. That is where you can get the show notes. They're also, if you're listening, you know, and you scroll up for the episode description, you'll see it there. But definitely head over to sidehustlepro.co for the show notes because I literally am going to link to everything I mentioned already. And then, of course, definitely check out Podcast Moguls. Doors are opening again very soon. So save the date. Register for the next masterclass on April 18th. Register at sidehustlepro.co slash live class. All right. Can't wait to see you guys there. Let me know what you thought of this episode and my updates. Did anything surprise you? Have any questions? Just go ahead and leave a comment on my Instagram post for this episode. And with that, there you have it. Hey guys. Thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at Side Hustle Pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you.